Let us celebrate the Lord to whom nothing shall be impossible. Only you can do what other men cannot do. We ascribe greatness and majesty and dominion and power unto the Lord from everlasting to everlasting. We testify that there's no other God besides you. Amongst the princes, none is equal to you. You stand all by yourself. You are the one that breathed the stars into place. You call them by the names. Great is the name of the Lord. And greatly you are to be praised. Father, our heart is lifted up as we contemplate your majesty. It is because of you we gather. We lift up our hands to celebrate and to acknowledge you. We lift up our hearts in worship. Oh, blessed be the Lord who has pleased to make us in his image and his likeness. Oh, blessed be the Lord who sent his son to die for us that we may be incorporated into the family of God. Oh, blessed be the Lord who makes room for us where there used to be no room. Who, who makes a place for us in the heavens. Blessed be the Lord. Jehovah Sabbath, the one that fights for us our battles. Blessed be the Lord who is faithful to his promises. We gather together today, we're just glad that we belong to the Lord. We're just glad that you are God. We welcome the presence of your majesty. We ask Holy Spirit that you take control. Help us in our deliberations, in our thoughts. Let the words of our mouth be acceptable in your sight. Help us to pray aright. Help us to pray the right prayer in season. May the word of God be, a, be powerful amongst us. May there be an explosion in our favor this evening. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for all our brethren. We thank you for those who wish to be here. They can't make it. We thank you for those who are on their way. We say, Lord, let, let the breakthrough of today touch every family. Touch every member. Let the name of the Lord be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Go ahead. Help me celebrate the Lord this evening. Oh, the lifter up of our hand, God our provider, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And help me celebrate Grace Chorale as well. Before you sit down, help me look at your neighbor and say, you are the biggest miracle I've ever seen. Your miracle about to explode. <laughs> I believe God is up to something in your life. Tell the person that the earth is going to celebrate you. So it is in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to welcome you to this hour of prayer. And when we gather together to pray, things happen. And tonight, somebody will access the answer that long eluded you in Jesus' name. Please be seated. I suspect that this is one of those days that Lagos has gone mad and a lot of people are caught in the web of the activity that are totally satanic. And that's why when we pray today, we pray for those that, who wish to be here and just couldn't make it. But I'm glad that you're, you made it here. And... Um, I'm going to take the first session tonight. It is our prayer war room. 
And I'm going to tell you just a story to lead us into prayer. And the story is taking us back to the subject of the freedom and the miracle that forgiveness brings our way. This story will surprise you. It is the story of the prodigal son. And you're thinking, where is he going with this? That's what I thought when the Holy Spirit started ministering to me. The story of the prodigal son is well known to us. Stay with me this evening. Imagine that you are a very successful businessman and you have two known sons who run your, your industries with you. And you're a very prominent man in the city. And you, you've given everything to your sons and so you expect them to be happy and they, they live with you. Little did you know that the devil has a major surprise for you because one of them comes up to you and says, Father, I can't wait for you to die. All this time you thought I was hanging around there, I was waiting for you to die because I'm only waiting for my inheritance. And now that you refuse to die, please, Oga, can you give me my own share of the inheritance? Can I see the hands of all the parents up here? Minister Maria, can you imagine Isaac asking you, give me now my inheritance. I can tell you that if this really happened to any one of us, it is enough to collapse and die. I don't know how this man didn't die. And the first thing that occurred to me is that how long has this boy been thinking about this? I thought you stayed because you love me. I thought you stayed because we're in this together. I thought... We were building this company. They said, no, 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 no. Just give me my share. I want to. Going where? Away from you. I thought this was your home. No. Just give me my inheritance. The Bible records that the man did not argue with him. If you want to talk about pain. If you want to talk about betrayal. Listen, if your friend did that, it will hurt you. But a lot of people don't even begin to think that. It is not your friend that said, let's split up, take my money, I'm going to go. It is your son. A lot of people can handle it if your spouse said, give me my own share and let me go. But many of us cannot handle it if your own blood said that to you. You're talking about pain, you're talking about hurt, you're talking about reason why you cannot forgive. Try this one. It's not just your friend, it's not just your father. Your son tells you that. And he, he doesn't back off. You realize you see us, the man gathered strength to face the calamity of his life and gave the boy his inheritance. And the boy, the Bible says, immediately after he packed everything and went off. There's no record that he ever called back home. There's no record that he, he considered how the father felt. I want to ask you today, if you are prominent successful billionaire in the city and you had two sons known with you and one of them pulled that stunt in the public space, how do you go out? How do you go to your country club? How do you show up in church? What do you say? Where do you hide your face? It's not your staff, it's not your general manager, it's not one of your directors, it's not even your wife. Because you can say, my wife, I don't have any blood ties with my wife. But you have blood ties with your son. 
This is the Bible. He went to a far country and he was so busy enjoying himself. I think that if his father died whilst he was away, he would not have come for the burial. He was done. If you were the father, would you not consider cursing this boy? Omo kata, we call it Yoruba. Omo which means a child that is should be cursed. Omo ibanuje, can I get a witness? Omo ibanuje means the child of sorrow. It's not in my old age I need any of my children to pull that stone to me. It's enough for my heart to stop beating. As a matter of fact, it's better for a man to die than to live to see a day like this. Are you with me? I told you I'm telling you a story. Can you see the colors of this story now? And whilst he was away, he never looked back. And whilst going was good. Now in all this, the, the other brother was watching. You see, if you have only two children and one pulls that kind of stunt, you begin to wonder what the second one is capable of doing. And can I tell you something? A bad example is easy to pollute another person. Oh. So every day the boy, the man must have been wondering, what is my life about? What is this success about? What next will go wrong? Can you feel me? If something like that happened, trust me, you will keep looking around because this took you so much by surprise. You will be, you'll be thinking, I don't know what next is going to happen. Now, the Bible never records that this man cursed this boy. The Bible never records that this man was ranting about this boy. The Bible didn't record that the man used his connections to block the boy. Nothing was said. The Bible says, but the man saw the boy when he was still a long way off on the day the boy was coming back. It stands to reason that the man must have been waiting for the boy to come back. It stands to reason that perhaps the, boy, the man has found grace somewhere to look at the situation and says, I will not curse this boy. I will forgive this boy and because of the seed of forgiveness I'm here, perhaps God will change him and bring him home. How else would he be waiting for the boy? He did not wait for the boy to come. The Bible says he ran towards the boy and I said, if I offended my father so badly like that, if my father ran towards me, I will run away because I will expect that he's coming to visit the judgment that I deserve on my head. The boy didn't run. The father caught up with him. Instead of a blow, he got a kiss. The Bible says whilst he was speaking or, or regurgitating his rehearsed apology, the Bible says his father was not listening. He was giving instructions to the servants. Go kill the fatted calf. Go bring a new robe. Get me one of my rings of authority. Bring a new sandal. He was giving instruction because, they say, the person that is listening to your apology is the one that needs your apology. When you have love for giving somebody, you, are not, you don't need the apology. He said, let's have a party. It transpires. 
that the version of the boy that came back home is the version that says, I am not worthy to be your son. If you will allow me to be your servant, that will be enough. Which means if I, if I thought you were useless father before, there's nothing to you, there's nothing to your house, and I wanted to go away, by the time he was coming back, he realized how great his father was, and he was ready to be an aunt in his father's life just to belong. That talks about a total makeover, a total transformation, and I wonder who did all that. Because the father did not pursue him, he did nothing obvious perhaps what he did was only obvious to God it must have been that he was doing the right thing I wonder as I speak how many of us are so pained how many of us feel there's some people they deserve to be cursed or they deserve to die and we're doing all the wrong things when we could have learned from the father of the prodigal doing the right thing can I tell you the greatest testimony of all when the boy came back he came back a new man he came back a repented man. He came back a man that truly appreciated what he had before. He came back and trust me, he was never ever going to think of anything like that before. And when we juxtaposed him with a son that seemed not to have done anything wrong, we found that the boy that came back is a much better son than the one that stayed. What is the lesson here? Whilst the man hurt and broken as he was whilst the father pained and disgraced as he was drew strength from the Lord understanding the freedom and the miracle of forgiveness pushed himself beyond human limits not knowing what the boy was doing hearing how he had squandered the money and so on he just kept believing the boy didn't ask for forgiveness he gave the forgiveness and you know what God did? A lot of people feel I must punish the person who offended me. I'll show you from the Bible. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Can I tell you, or maybe you should agree with me, that God made the boy pay for his sins. Hello? You're not sure? The Bible says he spent everything and he was broke. And nobody... All the people he blessed, all the people he helped, all the friends he made, nobody gave him anything even to eat. He started working for a foreigner, an unbeliever, who was raising pigs. Someone say pigs. Say pigs. Do you know how pigs live? Nasty, smelling, ugly, disease-reading pigs. If they would have given him the food of the pigs, he would have eaten it. They still did not give him food for pigs. That's how much he suffered. He was smelling, he was broke, he was disgraced, he was penniless and he came home and his father never punished him. I wonder who set him up to be punished. And many of us spend all our lives planning how we want to punish somebody. The boy got his reward. Well, well. And when he, by the time he came home, he was reformed. He was transformed. And he was presented back to his father. And if anybody thought the man was a failure, I'm speaking to a lot of people now, you think you need to fight your battles? No. Jehovah Sabbath. 
the one that fights our battles. If anybody, imagine the servants who gossip about him and said, we will inherit this man because all his sons are going to betray him. Imagine his friends who felt he was a failure. No, no, imagine church. Even church people were gossiping. When the son came back, imagine how people had to swallow their words. Imagine how the stone that was rejected became the chief cornerstone. Who had ever seen this kind of powerful testimony before? It has to be a man who stands by God. It has to be a God who stands by a man. The story ends not the way people expect. The version of the boy that came was always the version the man needed. And so uh, I want to, you to consider with me that sometimes what may seem to be a disaster may be an opportunity in disguise. But I want to ask you the question, if the, if the father of this boy behaved like us today, is it possible that the story will end like this? I want an answer. Is it possible that the story would still end well if he was cursing the boy? If he didn't forgive the boy? The Bible says when he was saying, Father, I'm not worthy to be your servant. He was giving instructions for the party. A lot of us are not experiencing the best of God because we have refused to line up with God. The reason why I'm here today is to lead us in prayer. The Bible says, but on Mount Zion there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. And that's when the house of Jacob will be able to possess their possession. We need to be delivered from the spirit of unforgiveness and resentment that we may be able to possess our possession. Tonight we will be delivered in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't like that kind of amen. We will be delivered in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The man did something that didn't make any sense to logic it doesn't make any sense and he got the reward that only wise men can compute I want to read a verse of scripture may our own story also end well as well I don't think you heard me is there someone here who is in the middle of a story you're not happy about Don't play church when you come to church. Play, be a child of God. Is there anybody here as in the middle of a story you're not happy about? Just wave your hands. Literally all of us, except you are not a living being. Except you are not surrounded by human beings. Human beings will betray you, break your heart. Bad things happen to good people. So never be ashamed to say I've got a problem. The story of this man happened in public. And can I tell you? Money itself is not enough to make you honorable. He had the money, but he was still disgraced. There's no greater disgrace than the disgrace of your children. Bible says your children should speak to the enemies and again. There's no greater glory than your children. And in the source of your glory is where the enemy hits you. In public. But the story ends well. Everybody's mouth was shut down. The man did not die a broken man. He died, listen, he died a happy man. And he, he got to know that the boy who stayed was not even the best boy. 
And I want to say to you, some people that disappointed you, you're, you're angry about them. Do you know what is in the heart of the people around you that are still around you? The boy that never went always had a bad heart. And he was going to lean on that one. He was going to believe on that one. No, 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 no. Listen, when God turned things around for you, if the, listen, the boy that left before thought he was the only hope of the man. He was going to show the man because he was the last bus stop and God was going to deliver the father from that boy. And that's why I said, may our own story also end well. That's your Amen. I said, may our own story also end well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to read a verse of scripture. It's going to lead us into prayer. Listen, I'm not here to play. You can can notice I'm not looking at anybody. I'm in real business. Hebrews 12, verses 14 to 15. I want to read from the Living Bible. Hebrews 12, verses 14 to 15. May our story end well in the name of the Lord Jesus may our own story too end well in the name of the Lord Jesus people who thought they would see us buried people who thought the glory has departed for all for all time may they be surprised in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ it says try to stay out of all quarrels and seek to live a clean and holy life for one who is not holy will not see the Lord Look after each other so that none of you will fail to find what? God's best blessings. The best blessing is not just getting. No! You can get children and it will go bad. The best, God's best blessing is even if things go bad, he will return it in a better quality, in a better way so that the end that really matters does not end in shame but in glory can you say amen so that none of you will fail to find god's blessings watch out that no bitterness should the man have been bitter or not can i ask you something have you not seen parents that cost their children before have you not seen children that have done things that weren't causes yes now it's common Watch out that no bitterness takes root among you. Watch out. Be careful. For when it does that, it springs up. It causes deep, deep trouble. Hurting many in their spiritual lives. Hurting many souls. And a man with a wounded soul is an angry man. When you're wounded in your soul, you look for retribution. You are vengeful. You are looking for vengeance. You are critical about life. You are not a happy person. You are not a joyful person. Hurting many in their spiritual lives and in their soul. I want you to say, Father, I won't let anyone make me miss out on God's best blessings. You better pray that person, Lord, I will not let anyone make me miss out on the God's best blessings. Give me the grace to forgive them. Give me the grace to purge my heart of resentment. Put your hand on your head. Say, Lord, I won't let anyone 
I won't let anybody make me miss out on God's best blessings. Give me the grace to forgive them, Lord. Give me the enablement to purge my heart of resentments because of what they did to me. Father, help me. Let me not fall for this trap. It's the enemy that set it up so that I fall short of God's best blessings. Lord, help me not to allow anybody close to me, anybody far from me to make me miss out on your best blessings. Give me the grace like the father of the prodigal son to forgive them. Give me the grace to even purge resentment out of my heart so that I may qualify for God's best blessings. Father, we receive the grace. We thank you for this story. May the lessons from this story prepare us to respond well in every situation of gross annoyance, painful damage to our souls, so that rather than lose out ultimately, that the enemy is the one that loses out and we tap into God's best blessings to the glory of your name. Thank you for hearing us. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Let me show you something. Deuteronomy 32 and verse 35. Deuteronomy 32 and 35, the message Bible. Can I tell you something? The enemy can start anything but God can use it as an opportunity to take us out of that problem and lift us up. May that be our experience from today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let me ask you a question. Was the father of this boy justified to be resentful against him or not? Was it justified to, to be able not to even wish him well? Was it justified to shut his door when the boy came back or not? He did nothing of that. Bible says we should not act like mere men. How can you that you know the Lord respond like someone who has no relationship with the Holy Spirit? Paul said the life that I now live, I live through Christ. Let's read this one. Deuteronomy 32-35, the message Bible. This is the Lord speaking. Read with me, read with me. I am in charge of vengeance. Read it again. Read it and read it loud like you're with me. I am in charge of vengeance and payback. Just waiting for them to slip up. And the day of their doom is just around the corner. Sudden and swift and sure. What? God says, I am in charge. Why do you want to take charge of what God has already taken charge of? Okay. Why are you looking sorrowful? Because I'm taking from your hand what you want to do? It's not going to pay you. It's a trap of the enemy. It just leads to misery. God says, I'm in charge of vengeance. And I'm in charge of payback. Which means any nonsense anybody pays me, step out of the way. God will pay the person back. The boy got his payback. The boy learned the hard way. Do you know what it means to want to eat with pigs? 
you better pray. Say, Lord, may I never descend so low that I will want to eat with pigs and they will not even give me. Please, let me ask you, is there any worse way to live with pigs? He said they did not even allow him because God was paying him back. Baby, can I tell you something? God is in charge of payback. What you are in charge of is drawing grace to forgive. Can I tell you something? Most people you are pursuing, God already has them marked. Why are you all looking at me like you don't believe? Before now, did you ever think the boy paid for his sins? He didn't see it. He paid big time. From big boy to big fool. He said, God, he says that day is just around the corner. Come on now. Sudden, swift, and sure. If I were you, I would drop that animosity. I would drop that desire to get even. It says it is sudden, it is swift, come on now, and it is sure. And it's around the corner. Give me Romans 12 verse 19, still the message Bible. Romans 12 verse 19. Read with me, read with me. Don't insist on getting what? Even. That's not for you to do. I will do the judging, says God. I will take care of it. You notice he didn't say I will take care of them. It is what they did. It is what the problem is. And God says, I will take care of it. I want someone to pray and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you're so strong on payback. I want someone to say, Lord, I take my hands off. I take comfort in your word. I can see how serious you are about this thing. Lord, I want someone to really honestly pray. Bible says when there's deliverance on Mount Zion, then my people will possess their possession. When you don't do what God is saying, you cannot access what God wants you to have. I want you to pray. Say, Lord, I, I, I take comfort in your word. I dry my tears. I will not speak angry words anymore. I will let you take charge of it, of the pain. Of the humiliation. Oh, I will let you take care. Of what my issue is. I will let you take care. Of all that I lost. I will let you take care. Oh, of how I will recover my losses. God says I will take care of it. The more you know about God, 
the more it's easier for you to let go and let God. When God says don't, it's not because nothing will happen. He said, I will take care of that. And I will also take care of your pain and I'll take care of your reward. Unforgiveness will hold you chained to your past. A painful past. But forgiveness will change your future for better. And releases you into your better days. The best blessings of God. God says that's what you are in charge of. Let me take charge of other things. On Mount Zion right now there could be deliverance so that someone can begin to possess the possessions that will help you recover lost grounds that will help catapult you into your destiny this is the real transaction you need not the one of resentment not of the one you want to pay back not the one of anger Father, hear us tonight. Too many have been behind the bars. Too many have locked themselves in jail. And that's why there hasn't been movement. There hasn't been change. Lord, let there be deliverance today. So that people can come out of incarceration. People can step into the best blessings of God. People can access their better days. Great things begin to happen. Let the past go. Because God is laying down a future for us. He says, don't insist on getting even. Don't insist when God speaks to you. Do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. He said, don't insist. Because that's what some people are doing. Don't insist you're going to do it yourself. God says, I take care of it. And I will take care of you. And I will take care of them. Thank you, Lord, for your word. I'm comforted by your word. I see things differently. I'll let you take care of things. Lord, just help me to move forward. Let me be like the father of the prodigal, expecting good things to come. Surprise me by doing exceedingly abundantly above whatever I could have thought or asked for. I don't want my life consumed with getting even. I don't want my life consumed with resentment. The root of bitterness defiles everything. Lord, I don't want to be a bitter, ugly person. I want to be a man full of the joy of salvation. Today, let me experience the deliverance on this Mount Zion that I begin to possess the possessions that have eluded me, the possessions I have admired, the possessions I have prayed about. Father, thank you for this moment. We embrace it with thanksgiving. Thank you for opening our understanding. That new and better things begin to happen in our lives. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
Someone say amen. I want to come close to you to let you understand that I hurt as well. If my son did that, I would really hurt. But I want to ask you, if my son did that, I was so hurt, I stopped preaching. I got so hurt, I, I stay away from people. I got so hurt, I don't play with other children anymore. Because I think they're all the same. They're going to break my heart. Would you be proud of me? Would you be proud of me? That's why you can't allow the devil to turn you into a shriveled up, angry, bitter person. All the time the boy was gone, the man tried to continue to be kind to his servants. All the time people were talking, he tried to listen to what God was saying. And look at what happened. You know what God did about his hurt? God was so in touch with his pain. God looked for the boy. You know what God did? God shut every door down on the boy. Even people that used to like him, he made sure they didn't like him anymore. Because of the pain and the hurt of his father, God was not going to allow that to continue in vain. Can I tell you something? Why would God want to see you perpetually in pain and do nothing about it? God went to the, Bible says the boy went to a far country. God showed up there. He scattered the relationships that could have helped him just to bring the boy to his knees. So much so he could not eat the food of pigs. The father was not the one that told him to come home. Somebody spoke sense to him. And somebody changed his wicked heart and gave him a heart of flesh. Because his father's hurt was alive to God. You see, let me tell you, God is in touch with your pain. The devil is a liar that makes you feel God is not concerned. He was the man's hurt. And all the time God was telling the man, I will heal your hurt. And some of you say, no, it's not possible. Who would have thought the boy would come back home and say, I'm not worthy to be a son. I've never heard any child speak like that before. Because of the hurt of a father who stood with God. Who struggled but stayed with God. I see scriptures fulfilled when the Bible says God is able to do exceeding abundantly far above anything you can think or ask. Nobody ever expected the story will end like that. Your story will not end the way Satan planned All our stories will end in this kind of glory. What kind of amen is that? What kind of amen is that? That's the story for today. But can I tell you something? A lot of people talk about hurt. I want to tell you I'm not afraid to talk about hurt. You know why? Because I hurt too. Who is like me? If you are stone, don't put your hand up. But if you are, if you are made of flesh like me, we all hurt, right? You know, we hide our hurt. Jesus didn't. Jesus wept. Publicly. We think hurting is a sign of weakness. No, hurting is proof that you're human. Can I tell you, 
men cry too. It's not just women. I want to talk about hurts today. Let me ask a question. How much has hurt got to do with unforgiveness? How much has hurt got to do with unforgiveness? Is it not because of hurt mostly that we don't forgive? You know, we actually think because of hurt, it is impossible to forgive. And we need to be healed of the hurts of our souls. Because the wound of the soul is the worst wound to have. There's no doctor that can heal that. There's no medication for the wound of the soul. Trust me. Medicines can reach where that wound is. And that's why some women jump from men to men. They think, if I find a man that loves me more, maybe I will come to peace. That's why some men look for million after million, billion after billion, trillion, just stealing money. But the wound of the soul does not respond to money. There's only one person that said, I will restore your soul. He said, if you will let me be your shepherd. I, I then will be able to make you to lie down in green pastures. If you will let me be the shepherd of your soul, I will lead you from the turbulent waters, the, the waters of resentment, the bitter waters of mire. I will lead you to the still waters, to the healing streams of God, to wash over your soul with every washing restoration that you may be strong to arise out of the defeat, out of the shame, out of the betrayal, out of the disaster, and mount up with wings as eagles. Psalm 23 is what I'm quoting. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in group passions. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. It's a process. It's not one touch. Because the wound of the soul is actually a, a lethal wound. It's a mortal wound. And that's why we need to make the Lord not just the one who saved us, but the shepherd of our souls. We should allow him to lead us. We should allow him to make us to lie down. Many times we are too active. Jumping from place to place. Jumping from church to church. Jumping from friend to friend. He makes me to lie down. Which means you allow him to shut you down. If he has to shut you down. I want to talk about the healing of the soul. On Wednesday, we talk about the characteristic traits of those that are wounded in their soul, and they are so reactionary. They are so they, they ignite. They they they're, they're horrible people, and we don't want to be that. And the the shepherd of our soul is ready to do that work if you will allow him to lead us. I like what James put up. James chapter five and verse thirteen. James five and verse thirteen. Stay with the Message Bible. It says, "Are you hurting?" Look at it on the screen. Are you hurting? Are you hurting? He said, that's when you need to pray. You know, when we're hurting, that's when we complain. When we're hurting, that's when we react. 
when we're hurting, and that's why we take counsel with people how to deal with anybody that hurt us. When we're hurting, it's when we don't come to church. How absurd. You don't go to the healing streams because you're hurt. Are you hurting? Pray. The Amplified Version helps me, help me. Amplified says, is any one of you afflicted? Is any one of you ill-treated? Is any one of you suffering evil that you don't deserve in a relationship, on the job, in a friendship? Is any one of you being afflicted by the wickedness of somebody else? Is any one of you being ill-treated, badly treated, maltreated? Is any one of you suffering? Not bad character, evil. The word evil is the worst kind of offense. He said that person should pray. And I'm not talking about that uh, Christianist prayer. The kind of prayer you roll on the floor. The kind of prayer that you groan in your spirit. The kind of prayer that you cry, you weep. Listen, this class is not for people who have no wound in their soul. This is for people that know what I'm talking about. Can I tell you something when you're wounded in your soul? You are a dangerous person to be close to because one day that wound will make you do something. I read in the in the news a man who was who is now six nine years old went for a school reunion, high school school reunion reunion. He saw the fellow that used to bully him when he was a little kid of about twelve or thirteen. He saw the fellow and says, "Do you remember me?" The guy said, "I don't remember you." Do you remember you used to believe me? Say, I can't remember. I beg. Let's talk about something else. He was still so angry. 50 something years after, he brought out a gun and shot the guy. He went to scar butter and shot him. A wound in your soul can make you do things you will never believe. May the Lord take us to healing streams. The songwriter says, Let your living waters flow over. Because some people are losing control, they're losing their mind. Situation that has troubled my heart, all my hurts and burdens unto you. Let me hold somebody's hands. Let your Holy Spirit come Thank you.
want you to keep holding hands and I want you to imagine that you're the father of the prodigal son. People will have said, what did he do for his son to turn out to be a monster? He must have committed a sin. Maybe the money he has in business is a covenant and now he's paying the price. And that's how people are judging you. And that's why we need to, I can see this man standing in his balcony at 2 a.m. and singing, let your living waters flow my son. His wife is saying, are you not going to look for your son? What are you going to do about that situation? This spirit, because my life is out of control. My relationship is out of control. Things are going out of control. Every situation I must this is our prayer, this is our supplication to you that when we get to the end of ourselves when the pain becomes unbearable when people judge us not knowing the intricacies of our situation when it looks like there can be no resolution there can be no future we say let your living waters flow over our soul Let the Holy Spirit take control out of our hands. Take control of situations beyond our control. Take control of people who have gone out of their mind and they were way out of control. And do what only God can do. May every story that is not a good story in this room May it end well like the father of the prodigal. Because Jesus Christ who was with him is the same yesterday, today and forever. And so shall he be to the glory of his name. In Jesus name we have prayed. One last prayer. How many of you know that God is not just in touch with our hurts 
I'm going to show you something that's going to make you happy. Do you know that God compensates us for our hurts? I'm asking, do you know? God just doesn't ignore our hurts. That's what some people think. He's not in my situation. He doesn't feel... No, no. God is in touch, but God also rewards our hurts. I'll show you scripture. Can multimedia give me Genesis 20 and verse 16? I want the amplified version of the Bible. Genesis 20 and verse 16. And to Sarah, Abimelech king, Abimelech said, Behold, I have given this brother of yours a thousand pieces of silver. Trust me, that's a colossal amount of money. I have given this brother of yours a thousand pieces of silver. See, it is also to what? To compensate you for what? For all that has occurred. And to vindicate your honor before all who are with you, who saw it. Before all men, you are cleared and what? Compensated. May somebody become compensated also in Jesus' name. The story goes like this. Sarah was with her husband and got to Gerar, the city of Abimelech. And the husband who is in charge told her, when they say, who are you? Tell them you're my sister. So it wasn't her fault. It was her husband that said this. And so she was snatched and taken to Abimelech. And Abimelech was going to jump on her and do all kinds of things. And she could, she, everything got out of control. You know what Jehovah did? Not because of Abraham, because of, because of Sarah. Because Sarah was innocent. Bible says God appeared to Abimelech in the middle of the night. He said, you are a dead man. He said, eh, what happened? He said, you are a dead man. He said, you better restore the woman before I say Jack. When he woke up, this is what happened. And to Sarah, King Abimelech said, behold, I have given this brother of yours. He now knows he's a husband. Come on now. A thousand pieces of silver to compensate you. Someone put your hand on your head. Hey. To compensate you for all that has occurred to you. If you are not going through anything, if you are not being through anything, please clear out of this place. But if you are like me, you are going through hell and high water. If you are like me, you have suffered in the hands of people you love. The people you have blessed. Jump on your feet. You can't pray. Please can't pray. Sit now. You begin to pray. Say, Lord, for all the hurts. Oh, for all the disgrace. For all the time I have lost. All the opportunities that people judge me according to what they thought, according to what people said about me. Oh, Lord, Jehovah Sakar. The word compensate is Jehovah Sakar. The one that compensates us for our hurts, for our pains, for the things we've been through. Begin to praise the Lord as you did for Sarah. Lord, do for me, for all that occurred to me, the things I don't even understand. The thing I did not even cause and vindicate my honor 
because when this happened to me people thought little of me people spoke bad about me my CV in the eyes of many is rubbish Lord I hear that you are Jehovah the one who compensates his own I hear you are Jehovah who bears with his people cry to the Lord say Lord remember me and compensate me for all that happened to me my broken heart my broken dreams the years that have passed by hey 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 everybody has moved on I am still circling this mountain Jehovah God Sarah got a thousand pieces of silver. I imagine you're talking about 50 million naira or 100 million naira. Lord, remember me. Vindicate my honor. Lord, revive my testimony. Before men. He says, you are cleared before men. Lord, listen. Lord, pray. Do something for me that will clear my name. That will clear my testimony. Lord, bring me out of the, of the smudge. Bring me out of the misunderstanding that I declared. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Today is my day. Where, where there is deliverance, them, my people will possess their possessions. Bible says it is to compensate you for all that happened to you. It is to compensate you for all you've been going through. It is to compensate you for the way bad treatment, the way people have stepped on you, the way people have rubbished you, the way they have broken your heart, the way you have made you lose traction in life. Lord, compensate me too for my hurts. You said you will take care of it. This is one of the things, Lord, I want you to take care of. They don't think they have done anything wrong. They don't think they should apologize. They don't even think anybody should compensate me. But Lord, I bring my matter to you. You are the judge of all. You are the only just God. The way you judge Sarah and you cleared her name, Lord, clear my name. Revive my testimony. Let my name rise again. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. Help me look for somebody around you who looks like the person has been through a lot. Help me join your hands with that person and say, it's not just me. But you and I, 
the Lord God Jehovah's the Sakai, the compensator will compensate you and compensate me for all that you are going through for all life has put you through for every betrayal for the things you have lost for the opportunities that have been aborted for 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 the years that you couldn't move forward begin to pray for that person begin to pray for your brother say Lord my sister my brother has been through a lot I can see it in their eyes I can feel their hurt I can feel the confusion I can see the pain Lord as you did for Sarah compensate us too. compensate him compensate me for all that we're going through for all that has happened for all the things that we have suffered let there be divine compensation So shall it be in Jesus name. I don't need to teach you how to say amen now. I'm talking about a thousand pieces of silver in today's terms. You're talking about hundreds of millions of naira. I said may the Lord the compensator compensate every one of us for what we have been through in the name of Jesus. Give me the living Bible quickly. Give me the living Bible. Did you follow under the anointing there? Give me the living Bible. Bible says, then the king, you see, when God wants to compensate you, he will not send a broke man. Hello. If God sends a broke man to compensate you, you will never be compensated. He was a king. And the king said to Sarah, look, I am giving your brother a thousand pieces of silver as damages for what I did. Is there anybody here that has suffered from the hand of somebody? Maybe it's a lecturer that failed you. And that's why today you're not a graduate. Somebody just hated you. He says, damages for what I did. Let us pray. Say, Lord, for we have done. Lord, compensate me with adequate, super abundant damages. Even an ordinary judge can give you damages that can change your story. That can turn your money into dancing. How much more the king of kings say, Lord, let the compensation be damages for what they did. Whether they did it knowingly or they did it unknowingly. Whether they did it alone or they did it in agreement with some people. Whether it was satanic, whether it was demonic, whether it was human. Everything done to me that hurts my life, that hurts my soul. Lord, I want to receive damages for what they did. Lord, compensate me the way you did for my mother, Sarah. You are the same yesterday for what they did. Pray, pray for even some things they are still doing. Lord, let there be divine compensation. what they did when you were young for what they did when you were growing up for what they did knowingly for what they did unknowingly for what they did out of wickedness for what they did out of negligence whatever suffer whatever hurt whatever loss let there be 
damages to compensate everyone so it is in Jesus name ah I said so it is in Jesus name listen if you don't want to say amen for yourself people have done a lot of things say amen because of me I said so shall we be compensated with damages in the name of Jesus he said I'm giving you this money to compensate for any embarrassment I want to ask you have you been embarrassed before can I see your hand up ah ah I have seen embarrassments hey you know some of us can't remember because we're trying to delete it when you go and beg for money from somebody you should be giving money to and they nailed you that's embarrassment when somebody that you shouldn't ask for something situation make you ask for them and they laughed at you and they still didn't give you hello lift up your hand to the Lord say on the authority of scriptures say on the authority of scriptures you are Jehovah Sakar the one that compensates me for my embarrassment it compensates us for our hurt for the disgrace for the pain begin to pray Lord settle me because of the embarrassment the Bible says, I compensate you for any embarrassment and I settle any claim that you have in this matter. He said, justice will be done. Begin to pray. Say, Lord, this pain is a lot. Hey, the embarrassment, I still cry when I remember it. Jehovah Sakar the compensator. Hey! Hey! Just because I didn't have a father. Just because I didn't have money. Just because I had a need. Hey! 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 Just because I was a little desperate. They took advantage of me. Cry to the Lord. Cry to the Lord. Oh. 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 They took my dignity away. They took my home away. They dragged me in the mall. They laughed at me. And yet they didn't help me. Lord, compensate me for the embarrassment. He says to compensate for any embarrassment and to settle any claim. Today is your day. You better speak or forget it. He says now justice has been done. Father, my people shall possess their possession. Part of it is justice. Part of it is compensation. let justice be seen to be done now the right compensation 
from God from God before all men that saw what happened hey confused. Sarah was humiliated. Sarah was thinking, what is all this nonsense? But when Abimelech compensated her, compensated her, she realized that Jesus felt what she felt. She felt that the Lord was not going to allow her to be embarrassed in vain. The Lord was going to do something about what they did to her. She felt that the Lord touched her. And many of us need the Lord to touch us. In that place, in that embarrassment, Sarah went through, people normally go through it and they have to live with it for the rest of their lives but the Lord did something that healed her hurts that took away the humiliation and embarrassment the songwriter says he touched me something happened I want you to pray that prayer let something happen in my life let some things begin to happen Corrective things.
is going to happen in your life. Something is going to happen in your life that will make you know that the Lord has compensated you. May that thing happen quickly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Something so big, something so important to you that we heal the hurt and the bruises of your soul. Let it be your experience and mine in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said, let it, let it happen in your life and in my life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Something that settles everything. Something that vindicates your honor. Something that makes it look like nothing happened in the past. When the boy came home, something happened. Something happened. Everybody had to testify. Something happened. Father, let it be so. Something that settles the accounts. Something that heals the hurts. Something that erases the pain. Something that changes our level. Something that brings a lifting. Let it be so, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please let me hear amen now. Thank you, Lord. We give you the praise, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. I'm talking to you and I'm leading prayers about the freedom and the miracles of forgiveness. When we do that, God compensates us. I've always wondered about Joseph. Would I be able to forgive my brothers if they sold me into slavery? It was you, my brother, that turned against me. Psalm 41. Would I be able to forgive them when I suffered more humiliation in the house of Potiphar? When I remember that I would never have been in Potiphar's house had it not been for these monkeys. Would I be able to forgive them when I got to jail? I landed in jail. I had no papers. Nobody even knew I was there. But God now stepped in and compensated him. And brought him from the jail and made him prime minister of the strongest nation in the world. I want you to hear me well. Oh. When they came and Joseph wept and embraced them, I wondered how could anybody do that? And God says, if I did for you what I did for Joseph to heal his hurts, you probably would be able to do the same. And that's when I remember that from jail to become a prime minister of the most powerful nation on the face of the earth, what a compensation. Can I tell you the reason why you can't forgive a lot of people? 
because they're still ahead of you. It's very painful. They messed you up and they're still moving up. And you realize that maybe that's why I'm still where I'm at. Your lady, your friend stole your fiance and she's married to that guy. They have some nice children. They travel abroad and you're still living in somebody's boys' quarters and things are not happening. And God comes and says, forgive. You say, how? Can I tell you, when the hurt is still big, it's hard to forgive. But there's a way God can compensate you. It's easy to forgive somebody that is below you. When God has fought the battle and given the victory, there's no fight anymore. How many of you want me to pray one prayer? That what will make it easy for you to forgive the people that messed you up? May God do it. What wahala does a prime minister have with people that cannot eat? Hello. If God does that for you and you can still not forgive, God should take the blessing and take it back and take it back to heaven. How many of you will forgive if it becomes easier like that? I want to see your hand up. How many of you want God to do what will make it easy for you to forgive people? Lift up your hand to God. Begin to pray that prayer. Say, Lord, that kind of compensation that makes me, Bible says, by this I know that the Lord is pleased with me. He does not allow the head of my enemies to be lifted higher than mine. Whatever it is, oh God, that will so elevate me, that will so empower me, that will so beautify and decorate my life. That it will mean nothing to me to forgive those that have hurt me, those that have betrayed me. Oluwa yanu. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, it will be easier for me. I just think, Lord, what you did for Joseph, huh? Lord, just do for me. Lord, just try me. I will forgive them. Oh, the blessing, the elevation that can wipe away my tears, that can compensate my sorrow. Begin to pray that prayer. Lord, I am the candidate for this kind of lifting. I am the, your candidate for this kind of compensation. Change my life to become a major success like Joseph. When you do it for me, it will be easier for me to forgive them too. Lord, I tap into that anointing. <laughs> ah, let me possess my possession. something with my life that will make it easy for me not to remember what they stole from me not to even countenance what they did to me that the joy of the moment will erase completely all the pains of the past let my success of my new life solve up the, the defeat of my past oh god that I, I will be too glad to say you meant it for evil. But look at how God compensated me. Father, let this be our experience.
your name for on Mount Zion there has been deliverance deliverance from the spirit of unforgiveness the healing of the hurts of our souls the compensation that helps us that we begin to sing a new song the, the best blessings of God that makes it easy for us to forgive those that have hurt us Lord for this and more we give you praise. We adore you, O oh God. We say thank you, Jesus. You're worthy of our praises. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. If you know that you received something from the Lord, I want you to bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And please.